0: On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here is our host, Joyce Buford.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. I love having you here. And today we are going to really have a fascinating learning session of growth for you. You know, many times when we go through a transition in our life, it could be becoming a mother, having to stay at home, needing to stay at home, wanting to stay at home, all of those reasons. Or perhaps we have a senior parent, a parent that's aging, we need to stay at home with them. But then there's the other transitions that we think of, such as loss, loss of a marriage through death loss of a marriage through divorce there are many ways and many transitions that we go through in life and we need to adjust sort of adjust our outfit how are we going to present ourselves to the world now taking into account the changes that have just happened are going to happen so our guest today is one of the leaders in this area of transition, because she's experienced it herself. Our guest is Laura Brandenburg, and she is the founder and CEO of Bridging the Gap, an online training company helping mid-career professionals start business analyst careers. Now, she's going to explain that to us a little bit in just a minute, but she's been on on the internet online since 2008 and has helped thousands of professionals those may be moms that are at home making that transition moms that want to be entrepreneurs and create something from home base so she likes to tell in her story that she was moved from the rocky mountain foothills in morrison colorado to live with her husband and two younger daughters And dog Avery in a beach town outside Wilmington, North Carolina. But she has a very deep spot in her soul for those people such as herself, which was a mom that wanted to become an entrepreneur, create profitable, flexible online businesses that could nourish their creative spirit, just as she created for herself. So Uh, Laura welcome to the show this morning I'm excited to start this journey with you it's going to be fun thank
2: you so much Joyce that was just such a beautiful (laughs) introduction I was just sitting here soaking that in thank you I'm so excited (laughs) to to help your community and and share a little bit more about my journey thank you for having
1: me here oh I'm delighted because I think you have a um, answer to what so many women go through these days they 're torn between staying at home with their children and giving them some of the values that they may have received growing up in their own lives and just not wanting to be out in the rat race of the world out there so they have more peace more comfort more you know soul fulfilling work so how did you um how did you decide to do this? I know you made your transition, but you're calling your business business analyst career. Can you expound mm-hmm. on that? Tell us a little bit more about what that is. How you Yeah, decided-
2: so before I left, I left the corporate world officially about 10 years ago, celebrating my uh-huh. 10-year anniversary of being an entrepreneur, and before that, I was a business analyst. I directed a team of business analysts, project managers, and quality assurance professionals. And so I decided to start my business around helping other business analysts get started. And Mm -hmm. really, a business analyst is typically a full-time, sometimes a part-time role in a corporate setting. And you Mm -hmm. can think of like any big change an organization goes through needs Mm -hmm. a business analyst. And the business analyst is figuring out why we're making that change, what that change needs to be. And then typically there's a large technology component for the change, right? Like how does the software going to help us improve our business process, for example? Yeah. And so the, yeah. the business handles would be very closely aligned to help ensure business stakeholders and technology stakeholders are really on the mm-hmm. same page about the what and the why. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, if a woman has not had... Uh, professional career um, involvement like that. Analyzing can kind of seem a little mystic and a little uh, grand. So do you make the transition fairly easy and simple for someone to understand what they're going to be doing?
2: Yeah. You know, most of the people that come into our training at Bridging the Gap, like they are really strong communicators. Mm-hmm. And they like some aspect of analysis, right? So they like to solve problems. They've uh-huh. probably been in the middle of doing that kind of thing for a while. And they thought, mm-hmm. like when I was doing it, we thought nobody else in the world is doing this job. This is like some job that was created for our company because we're unique, right? And yeah, right. the people that find us, they're kind of in that stage where they've just sort of fallen into this role inside their job. But they didn't really know there's a profession and there's a set of Mm -hmm. techniques to use that Mm -hmm. really can help them be more efficient and effective. Um, And that's really where I was when I started blogging 10 years ago, just like I didn't, I kind of had a sense that there were other people doing this, mm -hmm. but I didn't really know until I started writing about my experience and connecting with other people online that Mm -hmm. there's this whole profession and, you know, the, the profession itself is continuing to grow and expand as well. So
1: is the profession profession called business analyst? Is that is. the profession? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Okay. You yeah. even wrote a book to address this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. So when I started blogging, the most frequent question I got via email and on blog posts is like, how do I get started? Uh-huh. Right? Like, how yeah. do I get started as a business analyst? And right. so I, I answered that question probably 100 times via email, and then I was like, maybe I should just write a book. <laughs> I don't know. If that, <laughs> not everybody thinks that way, right? That's just how I think. Like, where's the idea here? How do I turn this into something that is more scalable and repeatable so I'm not answering the same question over and over again? And my solution yes. to that was to write a new yes. book.
1: Yeah. Now, do you think I'm okay, I'm trying to put myself into the place of uh, one of the listeners. And, and would you think that I personally think a woman has many of these skills, we organize lives, we manage the home, we do a lot of things like that. But is there a skill that differentiates between home management and the analytical part that says, like you said, how do I make this into a a product or so I'm not eating myself. So do you think that's a And
2: I think we could talk about that both for the career of business analysis Uh and starting some sort of an online company, right? Because I think it might be a little bit different um, for each. So, What I see for people who really are good business analysts or potential to be good business analysts is, like, there's two things that pop up for me around that. One Mm -hmm. thing like, in a conversation, you realize that two people are, like, saying the same thing, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. they're using different words, right? Yes. Or the opposite of they're using the same words, but they're actually saying something different, right? So they're, like, talking, but they're not connecting. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: And then the other skill that you – or the other, like, sign that this might be a good career path would be um, do you kind of – if you're in, like, in your day-to-day life, do you see just, like, gaps, places where processes could be improved, where Mm -hmm. software doesn't function the way that you think it should function and not just like see the gap and be frustrated. Like, why is it like that? But like, Oh gosh, if they just did this, right. (laughs) It would be so much better and kind of seeing that big picture of how software flows and how process flows. That's a big part of what a business analyst does on a project.
3: Uh Uh, And
2: so the kind of the natural ability to, to see those gaps and the solutions to those would be a good sign that it would be a good career path to explore.
1: Okay, so if I'm taking the woman that's at home and Mm -hmm. she wants to create an online business, what are some of the uh, um, skills that she must have in moving forward with that decision?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, at the beginning, a lot of times you're doing a lot of those things yourself right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: some mm-hmm. familiarity or willingness to learn technology. So mm-hmm. email, um, creating a website, you know, install. You, a lot of us use WordPress to do that. So in my yeah. early days, like I created all those things myself <laughs> Right. Or the ability to pay somebody to do those things for you, which is where I'm at now yeah. in my business. Like I don't manage my own website now or my own email software. But in the beginning, I did all of those things myself and I got the pieces and parts Set up. Yeah. The bigger thing is like some sort of an idea and a passion and an expertise that you feel drawn to share with the world, Uh, Mm -hmm. because that's what your business is going to be formed
1: around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, yours was was yours creating this business, this skill that you had spent years developing, and and moving it over to an online business that was that was your passion right there right
2: yeah my passion was business analysis I left corporate and I took the summer off and I was like what do I want to do with my life right I was like 30 years old (laughs) or not like 30 years in the (laughs) 30s somewhere yeah I just turned 40 so I was just like just to turn 30 so it was like a good milestone like what do I want to do with my life (laughs) Right? (laughs) and I realized like I had gotten a little off track in the director level role, but I really, really loved being a business analyst. Uh-huh. And, and then I decided I wanted to do some contracting and consulting around that. And I started a blog around that. I didn't really see, I didn't see the pieces of how that would be a business. And I didn't right. have a successful offline business before I started my online business. Oh, okay. um, A lot of people do that. They'll take their offline business, right. And bring it online. And uh, yes. for me, all of those pieces kind of emerged together.
1: Right. Yeah. So, but this was before you had had children. You, you really asked the big envelope what am I going to do with my life? And from there, you kind of analyzed I'm going to have children and what am I going to So, you went through all of those steps in creating this online business and deciding I that's did. what you wanted to do.
2: Yeah. And I started with the consulting and the contracting thinking that that would be flexible. And Mm -hmm. then I realized like my clients were just adjusting meetings at the last minute. I was in the office a lot more than I thought I would be. Yeah. And, um, part of that was not knowing how like still being a bit immature and like how I set boundaries for myself. Mm -hmm. Right. But I just didn't see how I could set boundaries as a consultant in a way that I would want to. And so I started to look for, Books and online training and other models where I could cre- essentially
1: create my own schedule. Right. Yeah. Well, th- had you already in your past working experience created the content or similar content that you would have to have in an online business, like a training program? Had you already no. done that experience?
2: I hadn't.
1: So you developed I
2: hadn't done that. Any of that?
1: Yeah. Right. Well, then along came baby number one, a daughter, and then that was even more important for you to scale back from your, you said at that time you were working 50 hours a week and now you needed to go to 25 or much less. Cut it in half. Yeah,
2: and a lot of that was just like, I don't know what I, I was doing, quite honestly. But it, you know, it was a lot of, that's when I created my first program was before my first daughter was born. And I, you know, just poured my heart and my soul into it. And Uh so a lot of marketing, a lot of relationship building, a lot of, um, you know, I was doing some volunteer work for local associations and with our international association. Uh, And so I I just was, it seemed like I was always doing something for the business. It's like the blessing and the curse, I think, of working Uh from home is it's hard to actually like step away and put it away too. That's true. Uh, but the daughter having a baby kind of forced me <laughs> to do that, <laughs> at least when she was younger. <laughs> yes.
1: Now your daughters—you have two. Now your daughters are how old?
2: They are almost seven and four.
1: Oh, they're still babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call them babies. Mine are in their thirties, so.
2: Yeah, you know, but for somebody who you know, not too recently had a. Three year old and a one year old, like the world is very different today (laughs) than it was a few years ago.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm amazed at all that gear that they have now for the babies. I mean, they have a (laughs) pad for this and a pad for that. (laughs) Uh, Traveling must be a real problem. (laughs) But anyway, back from mommy talk here into this. But how, so. One of the things that I can see, if we're talking about building that career now and doing the online, one Mm -hmm. of the things that I have experienced in my journey is I just want everything to be perfect. I want to come out with it being perfect. How did you face that? Because certainly being in corporate, perfect is really part of corporate, (laughs) you know, (laughs) really. And so... you had to almost rework your values to give yourself some grace, I would think. With well, that, you, you know,
2: are- yeah. One of the things that happened, which is like a big learning moment, I am, i almost said failure there. It was in some ways at the time, it felt like a failure, but a huge right. learning moment. Is yeah. before my daughter was born, I mentioned I poured my heart and my soul into this course, right? I spent months working on it, and yeah. I launched it twice. And neither of those launches were nearly as big or as profitable as I had anticipated. And it just felt like it was harder to sell that course than it should have been. And it really sent me back to the drawing board of like, well, what does my community really want from me and how can I show up and serve them? And Uh it sparked some new ideas of like smaller courses and, ton of things that were smaller and more impactful and easier to digest. And oh, so I yeah. think that's how I learned, honestly, like not to be perfect was not by like not being perfect the first time, but like but, but like putting all that effort into something that in my mind was perfect, but in reality, it didn't ever, it didn't ever resonate with the market. Right. And yes, so I yes. invested so much energy in that. Um mm-hmm. And it felt like a failure at the time. And so that was like my big lesson from that was ask people what they want and give people what they want. Right? Yeah. Instead of like creating these perfect ideas in my head and going off into what I call like the creative cave and creating it without getting that feedback along the way.
1: Right. Yeah, but I can yeah, and I can see your side from where you were coming and I can see the the entrepreneur out there taking baby steps to create their new them and you having all this knowledge and skill that you want to give it to them all at once. But honestly, we can't take it all in. I just for you, the listening audience for you all out there, we're going to use some terms like launch. That's a term that you use in online business, where you actually um, offer your program to you all, offer it to the people that go online looking for perhaps a program like we have, or uh, you know they've googled or someone and you will have a launch that will be, you're going to offer your, this product for the first time. So is there anything else you want to say about a launch? Uh, uh, Laura?
2: <laughs> we could talk about that for hours. Right? <laughs> yeah. but I'm doing yeah, that, just that Laura. Laura. <laughs> um, yeah. They're, they're emotional experiences, right? Because yeah. especially when you are a perfectionist and you put your heart and soul into something, um, yes. The launch is the time where you are hoping that people will will buy it and receive it. But it's really more than just that monetary exchange. It's sort of like that, do people really want what I have to offer, right? Yes. And so it's a, it yeah. can be a really emotional experience. And something, okay. I mean, I've done dozens of them now. And something I'm constantly working on, both like the actual tactical how do we do this effectively as a marketing strategy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also the mindset of like, how do I manage my own emotions um, during the launch as well? <laughs> make it a more joyful experience.
1: <laughs> I know. So if I am for instance listeners out there, if I'm, if I am going to announce a product, and I am, by the way, I'm, I'm not seriously, (laughs) Laura, I am doing my first ever launch. And so, um, I'm in the, I'm in the one third into it. And so I'm planning the, what I will offer is the webinar for the end of September. And so, um, it's, it, there's so much preparation work that we do so that we can offer a product that will be received. And I'm saying this to the listeners so that they'll they'll understand this because we've kind of used some lingo that we use in the process. Mm-hmm. And um so it takes, as Laura said, what sometimes because she know she's so um uh, knowledgeable about her field it's really important that we know what would make our product sell and be beneficial to you all at the at the level or where you're coming in. What do you need? So that's what we're trying to figure out so that we can be more helpful to you. Did I say that right, Laura?
2: Oh, I think you said it perfectly. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you, would you add or change anything to that?
2: Oh, I think you're on the right track, right? Like, the more questions you can ask, and I'd encourage anyone listening in, like, if there's something more you want from Joyce, right, this is a great time to let let her know that <laughs> so that she can build something that really is useful to you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So how we know as creative souls, like, uh-huh. how are, what we can do to, to have the biggest impact.
1: That's true. That's so true. That's that's the whole reason we're here and we feel this strong uh, appeal for us to go on the online, because on the Internet, is because that's where we can reach the most people these days. You know, it's just, it is the answer. It is the field to explore. Um, One of the things that you did, and you mentioned this earlier and we've alluded to it, is you wrote a book. And why does somebody want to write a book? What's the benefit of writing a book? I mean, you said you don't have yeah, to repeat Yeah, for these me, things, yeah,
2: the book was like an instant authority creator, mm-hmm. and and this is like now it's been, I've, it's in its second edition. It's been formally laid out and professionally edited. But like the first book was like an ebook, which is a PDF document that I sold on my website. And mm-hmm. it was not professionally proofread. People emailed me with typos. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I read it like 10 times, right? But it feels like you can't edit your own work. And, and it still, even with all of those flaws and with its lack, not lack of professional, I mean, it was a professional body of work, but it was not um, the formal professional body of work it is today, right? Um, it, yeah. it was instant authority and credibility. And, like, one of the leaders in my industry, as I was getting ready to publish the book, or soon after, she recommended me for a writing, a paid writing post um, mm-hmm. at another professional journal. Um, oh. And it was like, it, I remember the email, like, oh, you just wrote a book. You really should be writing for this, <laughs> this journal, and let mm-hmm. me make an introduction for you. And mm-hmm. it was like, I didn't ask for that. It was like, it instantly showed that I was ready for something more. Yeah, Um, and then it was in my industry, I became referable because Uh people were always asking this question and honestly, nobody knew how to answer it. And so that Mm. was part of it. I tackled a really hard question and they'd be like, well, Laura Brandenburg, she just wrote the book on that. Like, why don't you check out her stuff? (laughs) And it's still happening today.
1: Really? Oh, well, you do speaking when you are speaking, you just said you just did a, um, um, uh, law, a major speech. Um, is that what you speak on usually? The um,
2: Historically, it has been. I'm actually playing around with a next evolution of my work with the speaking on the business mm-hmm. analyst success path, which mm-hmm. is more bringing in more mindset and success mindset to the career. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that will be my next book. <laughs> but like right oh, now, good. I'm playing around with it. Um, and I just did my first ever keynote. Over the weekend,
1: yes uh,
2: that that was a big that was a big milestone for me professionally.
1: Oh yes, how exciting! <laughs> <clears throat> Keynotes are are big in my yes. thinking. They're so big. What well, was interesting yesterday? I was listening to something, and you know, Hay House has publishing has a a book writing area in their um, basket of. Qual- things that they do for um creators and um what's tracy is it tracy was his you know is the
2: person I, I it, it, it yeah if you said it i would know it but i Sure, <laughs> that i well, should come up with it it was quite things. interesting
1: <clears throat> because most people say writing a book kind of scares them Um, When I wrote my book, I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure I can do this. And uh, then I was so, um, um, I was so passionate about the area was, I was talking about is the voice and the importance of career, of core values that I just started bringing my information together. And it did happen. But he was saying that about 50% of people that write books Um, get their information together and then the actual putting it together into a book form is done by a professional writer. So, I'm just offering that as people don't have to always think they have to write every word on every page. There are those authors that do and I did mine, you did yours, but there are also those that come with the idea and then develop it and move it on to professional writers. So,
2: and, and there's also just a plethora of resources out there now, you know, book coaches yes. who will help walk you through the process.
1: Yes. Right? yes.
2: And so even if you are writing it all, you're using some sort of structure and you have someone to talk through. Right. Like, there are definitely just many, many Lots. resources for people yeah. that are looking to yeah. get their first book out. And quite honestly, I think, if I do another book, uh-huh. like I think I would either leverage a writer or a... You know some additional
1: support right um and they proofread it, it, it an easier process <laughs> they proofread it. what was that they proofread it, they proofread it over, and over and
2: over and over oh yes definitely that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: well we are going to take a short break here and move on to and so we'll be back but uh to talk more with laura because she just has so much to offer us so anyway take a short back we'll be back
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
3: Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at free gift from choice.com dot com close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits where would you go who would you meet what would you do During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this
0: segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Now we are talking today with Laura Brandenburg, and her company is Bridging the Gap. So if you're a woman at home, or it could be man, but if you're wanting to create something from your home base that could go on the Internet and become a viable source for spreading your word, giving financial support to you, and just expanding your life in the, in the areas where you are passionate about, getting your word out, sharing it with the world, this is the program you need to be listening to. Laura. Brandenburg is the lady that has done it. And so she can offer us so many words of guidance and value. So we can do it, too. So, Laura, we talked a little bit about the book, the Before Break, how important mm-hmm. it is in establishing someone's authority in the industry, um, in their industry of choice. Now let's talk about, like, your first product, your first digital product that you created? What was that Mm -hmm. process?
2: Yeah, so after the book, and then I created the big course that we talked about, and then I started creating other smaller courses. But like the first product like that, what I would call like as a standalone digital product or information product, and kind Mm -hmm. of where when I talk to other entrepreneurs, the kind of thing that I often suggest they start with and not the long various path I took to get there, yeah. is with some sort of template or toolkit. Um, and so for me, what I did is I took the templates that I had used as a business analyst. Um, uh-huh. Some of them are pretty industry standard, mm-hmm. but many of them, like I add in my own annotations and like the adjustments that I had made in, in my career, and I created a really short guidebook that goes along with them and describes for people how to use those templates. And I put that together in a package to sell online, and that was Uh really my first downloadable, um, besides the book, the downloadable digital product.
1: Yeah. Well, what do what do the templates address really? Are they about?
2: Yeah. What do you want to create? Want a quick start, right? So, like, I'm I'm a new business analyst. What am I supposed to do? Like, what template should I be using? Yeah. And yeah and people would just ask me for my templates all the time and like i resisted selling those online to be honest because i thought well they don't really need templates they like <laughs> who, needs a, who needs a template like it's so easy it's so easy <laughs> to just put a few things in a document like in my head it was so easy to create them i couldn't possibly see how they would be valuable to others isn't um, that people would ask cheese. me what for we them, find right? easy. yeah
1: What's what that? we f- well, it's so it's so human of us to think that way. <laughs> I call it <laughs> what we think is easy for us, we don't even put a value on it because it's so easy for us, but exactly. it's so valuable for somebody else because their genius lays, lies in another area. And it's just I am just amazed by this professional entrepreneur spirit because we really bump up against it right here. What we do so easily is so valuable to somebody else. It's just, isn't it great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm liking this. Okay. So, <laughs> so, uh, so if somebody wanted to take advantage of your templates, then those can be found on your website now.
2: Yeah, so those are on the Bridging the Gap website, and they're specific to people wanting to start, you know, be in business analysis, right? right. But I've uh-huh. seen this model work in uh-huh. lots of different industries. Like one of my clients uh, and longtime friends is in birth photography, and they have established an online business helping other birth photographers get started. And one of their most profitable revenue models is their templates that they use for marketing and for, you know, legal contracts and all the different things that go into oh. photography. Yeah. Uh and yeah. another yeah. another woman was in um let's see, other other people in my space for sure have sold similar templates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've just seen it work in a lot of different industries. We see a lot of like moms selling you know, recipe templates or menu planning templates or things even to manage at the home home level. Uh, you know, just those tools that you don't even realize are so easy for you. It can often right. be turned into online products. Well,
1: is there some way somebody would be able to know if those templates would be usable for them before buying the package? Do they?
2: Um, yeah, that's what we try to do in our in our sales letter. Uh, okay. and, and like, and, and then we also have a video uh, that demonstrates like I've, oh. I've done a walkthrough of the, the template oh. toolkits that we offer and shows some of them so people can get a sense of, you know, are they useful for them?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so. Do they deal with, are they strictly, well, I'm so curious to, as to what they would be involved. So I guess I'll have to go to the website. But where would I oh. go? What is the website,
2: Laura? Oh, yeah. So Share that is the bridgingthegap.com, and it's um, with hyphens. Unfortunately, if you're starting a new business, do not use the URL with hyphens. That was a very rookie mistake I made 10 years ago. Um, and then there's a template tab on the website. But basically, they're just, they're Word documents. Uh-huh. and Excel spreadsheets that have, to, uh-huh. you know, formatting. So what are the main hatter? If I'm scoping a project as a business analyst, what are the main categories of information that I need to put into a document? Uh, I see. To make sure that that scope is clear and complete. And then mm-hmm. descriptions or annotations of what should you be including in each of those sections.
1: Ah, uh, yes. All right.
2: Yeah. Now- I've also expanded and included... Like, I have other toolkits that have, like, sample work, like, visual model sample work, which you can't really create a template for, like, Mm -hmm. a a wireframe, you know, but you can show what it would look like. And so we have some of those, and we also have checklists with questions that you would ask in a requirements meeting. The different ways of, like, what are the things that I know intuitively how to do, and how can Mm -hmm. I help other people do them more quickly and easily?
1: Yes, definitely. Okay, tell me your website one more time.
2: Sure, it's bridgingthegap.com, and it, there's hyphens, bridging-the-gap.com. Hyphen, hyphen,
1: okay, I have a website here that says laurabrandenburg.com. Yes, is that
2: and that is one? My, that's my website for helping online entrepreneurs. Oh, okay. It's laurabrandenburg.com. And then yeah. bridging the gap is where I help business
1: analysts. Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, and then you also have a Facebook community that's. I do. Um, is that through, I mean, can, they, can anybody, that's an open Facebook community, or do you have to be a member?
2: So we, um, for online people interested in online business, we have an open Facebook community called "Mom Style Your Business." Mm-hmm. Okay. And then for bridging the gap, we have a we have a Facebook community that's just specific to members of of our business analyst blueprint training program.
1: Yeah, right.
2: We don't have yeah. a public Facebook group for that.
1: Right. Yeah, and you maintain all of those. I do. Yeah. And you write your own blogs, I'm sure.
2: I do. We've recently started doing more video. Um, Oh, yeah. So I record the video, and then it's amazing. We have four people, four people, (laughs) yes, who are involved in getting that video from me recording it on my phone, uploading it to Dropbox to share with my team to getting Mm -hmm. it transcribed, edited, Mm -hmm. set up as a blog post, set up as an email, uploaded to YouTube. (laughs) Like it's like the process that we go through to do that. Um, And that's the kind of thing where I'm, you know, early in my business development, I would do all that myself. Yes. And now I record the video, give them the outline, and then I review the final piece before it's all set and ready to go.
1: Right. Yeah, but you haven't created a document. Do you have something that addresses how to create how you're now working in your industry where you used to do it all previously? Do you have something yeah. that talks about how you've made that transition?
2: There's a little bit of that in the ten steps to building passive income, Um yes. which is on the Laura Brandenburg site. There's a free download there, and mm-hmm. there's I think it's at step eight or nine. That talks about starting to work with a virtual assistant, because that's where I started. Like, I didn't start with four people. Right? I started with one person working a couple hours a week to do the things that were the most technically challenging, or things for me to do, or the things I procrastinated on. Okay. And um, that woman What's is actually that? still working with we me today you for a minute. <laughs> What's that?
1: We lost our connection for a minute, but you're back Oh, with sorry
2: us. about that. So back
1: up a back. few sentences and tell us where, where you were. You were just, I think you were talking about the 10 steps to building a passive income.
2: Yeah, so great? on that, in that download, uh, there is one of the steps addresses starting to work with a virtu- virtual assistant.
1: Oh, wonderful. And
2: that is a key part to truly, you know, get truly turning income online into passive income because there are always support requests. Um, there's always some work to do to continue to run your online business. And so uh, part of my path has been outsourcing and delegating that work
1: so yes. that
2: the work that I'm doing is, you know, where my genius is and the pieces that I really need to be doing to be the face of the business.
1: Yes. That is a, uh, the 10 steps to building a passive income with digital products is a free download correct. and we can go get that at com. Is that correct?
2: That is correct.
1: Yes. Good. Well, I'll be going there right after this show and, um, because it's, those are ten very valuable steps that could really help someone develop somewhere to, to truly see the scope of creating an Internet business. If I was a mother at home and I am interested in this but yet have many questions, what would you recommend would be my first step?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I would recommend just the the first step that we cover in that download, the 10 steps, Mm -hmm. is really engaging with the community, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, go to your Facebook page and ask people, like, if I was going to offer something, what would you want to see more of from me? Or what what questions Mm -hmm. would you ask? Right, if you could get me on the yeah. phone. And just start right. talking to people and or sharing your knowledge a little bit. Share it on Facebook, right? Share it on mm-hmm. Instagram, wherever you like to hang out online yeah. um, as a first step, for sure. And just see how it feels to go from information consumer to information sharer. Um, yeah, Because it's really the first step is to start engaging people around your area of expertise.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's a great step. Okay. So that's outlined in those 10 steps.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had this question. Do people feel, um, I don't know They <laughs> well, do they, are they hesitant to answer questions if they feel it's very personal or do you get messages? How do they handle Facebook being open when it's a uh, a shared personal fact or question yeah is that ever you know, a-
2: in your space, I mean Jo, you have a business that deals with very personal transitions, right mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, you
2: can I feel like encouraging people to to message you is very important, yeah. like right. allowing um, yeah, you know part of it is like my community is so big now that we get we get overwhelmed with personal messages, so I personally don't often encourage that <laughs> yes because we're where we like can't keep up um but but yes, when you are first starting out, I think it's really important to have that personal path as well,
1: mhm, and yeah. when you started out, what was the size was it what were you talking with i'm I'm trying to give I know you've had such success because you have really found a key to helping so many women at home but in the beginning was there the challenge of getting people to get involved if we sometimes see the end of where we want to be or where somebody else is and we forget the beginning steps of creating something new and we get very frustrated because we don't have the results That we think. So did you have that growing period in your business?
2: Definitely. I mean, everybody starts their email list with, like, themselves and an important person in their life. Right? (laughs) On the list. Right? (laughs) And the family. That was my first email list. (laughs) Just like everyone else, there wasn't any magic list that just showed up for me. It was built one person at a time. Over yes. the course of, you know, and then it, it, it's a snowball effect. It gets easier and easier and easier, but those early months and sometimes mm-hmm. years can mm-hmm. feel, it, it feels like you're pushing it uphill. And then all of a sudden, it's like you can't even stop the growth, right? But, wow. but those early days definitely felt that way. Um, Is it, would it for be? For me, like it, the quick piece that helps grow my online presence. And it worked 10 years ago. It's not a strategy I would recommend today, but I was, like, posting article links in LinkedIn groups. And I remember it was, like, my third blog post, and I shared it in a group, and it was kind of a catchy title. And I got, Mm -hmm. like, 80 hits in the first couple of hours. And I was, like, oh, my god, I was just so excited, right? Like, so excited. And that's when I felt like, oh, my gosh, I have a message, and people want to hear it.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh so uh-huh. it, it started with that and I didn't even have an email list yet at that point right I just set up the blog
1: <laughs> so um. <laughs> yeah it's 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 really important in um to remember that it does start out slow and it does get tiring and sometimes there's a little like I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing here and that's when you reach out for support but I think it's important to qualify your support. Mommy and daddy are always going to love you, or your spouse is going to say, honey, you're wasting your time. But you, peers of your group, I think are wonderful support because they know your struggles, they know your frustrations, and they know the words to give you support to move through the dark days if you want to call them because they are they're kind of you know you're tired you haven't found the answer yet but there is that natural I want to say it's almost like a wave that you experience in creating anything and it's important to find your support with people that have that knowledge of what you're going through not mommy and daddy Non husband, <laughs> not best friend. They all think you're precious. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: yeah. And like, there are some amazing communities for female entrepreneurs. Yes. So, yes. and the face, I, I wouldn't want to list specific Facebook groups because those have been changing so frequently. Yes. But right. if you go and start searching online or, you know, connect with either of us about what groups we're in today, like, there are some really supportive, amazing groups. Yes. Um, and I think there will continue to be for a long time.
1: Yes. I think the industry is just going to grow, grow, grow. It's Mm -hmm. definitely the hottest area of growth. So if in our few minutes that we have left, Laura, would you share with us either what you are, where you're going next, what you would like created, words of wisdom, whatever you feel that would be beneficial for my audience? Is that a big one?
2: Yeah. yeah, so where I'm going next, and what mm-hmm.
1: was that second part? Are right. any words of encouragement that you would give? Why would you choose? Would you choose this this path again? Um, for I'm, the-
2: I'm choosing it again every day. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely <laughs> choose it again. Um, you know, I think kind of to build on what we talked about with this, the slow, how it starts slow and then it, and it evolves. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the most rewarding parts of this experience has seen how, has been seeing how one thing leads to another because Mm -hmm. in those, it was just like one foot in front of another. It wasn't like I saw how this entire business would unfold. It Mm -hmm. was very much taken action See what happened, adjust, take another action. Right. And that is still like I am still in that space of like and there's pieces of my business now that I can see really clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay, this piece, like our blueprint program, you know, this is a piece that's gonna be a big foundational piece that we're ready to scale. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's other pieces where I'm just like, okay, I'm not quite sure where this is going to go. I'm just going to take a step. I'm going to learn and I'm going yeah. to adjust. And it's yeah. like the business is a tool for both my, my personal growth because there's mm-hmm. always room to grow and expand and to try new things, mm-hmm. but also to have like a really lasting impact and, and to create something that helps people uh find more confidence and success in their careers. And and tapping into that has been a really rewarding part of being like on the other side of that snowball. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that I know that I can make offers and I you know I have a certain amount of momentum in my business, like mm-hmm. it frees up energy and resources to even think bigger and that's a really exciting place to be in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are indeed touching your community and touching the world through your your mission that you wanted and um that's wonderful. Um because you're you're changing so many lives and I I just applaud what you have created here in your business. Um Thank it's hard you, to God. know how many people you are touching.
2: <laughs> it is. It is. And like it can, you know that is a you know, a resilience tip there is keep all those emails. When you find, like, you'll get that first email or social media message, right, where somebody's like, this, like, this changed my life. Thank you. Oh, and I keep know. that and come back to it. Uh-huh. You know, when I keynoted on um, this past weekend, the, it was crazy because I'd kind of just gotten in and I was trying to figure out, you know, where to go and was I in the right place? And, and like, somebody comes up to me, like, out of the blue and size <laughs> <laughs> Laura Brandenburg, Like, I bought your book and now like I'm a business analyst, right? They oh. hadn't done any of my courses. They had And like, can I get your picture? Can we take a picture together? Oh, okay. I'm going back to my car to get my book so you can sign it. Like it was just like this like moment and you're just like, wow, like that, that's why you do it, right? And yeah. so holding on to those experiences so that they, they carry you forward when maybe it feels like, <laughs> like things aren't going so well.
1: I know. Now, for those listeners that would like to get in touch with you or have further contact, other than, is there a way that they can send you questions or a question would be answered?
2: Yeah, yeah. Probably the yeah, best but, way to do that if it's about online business is inside yeah. the, the Mom Style Your Business Facebook group. That's where I do a lot of my support for, for online entrepreneurs.
1: Inside prayer? to connect with you. What's that? Which one? Your Facebook group? That's a mom-style,
2: your business. Yeah, oh, Facebook okay. Group.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it is so interesting how life changes and where it goes and what we end up doing. And it all starts with a, a dream and a passion and um, our skills, of course. But is this really... Um, would, is there anything you would change about where you are right now? It's so interesting, that question. Mm-hmm. Because it brings so much work. It brings so much growth in a different realm that sometimes you go, mm, I'd like a free day. <laughs> but you do have that flexibility, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I have, to,
2: I have to make a choice to take it. Right,
1: but you. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that this has been so delightful for me. Um, I know that my audience is walking away with some great information and some good questions about what they want their life to be, no matter where they're starting at what age, because um, there are always doors to open, I find, no matter what age you are, Um, and I'm living proof of that. Um, In in age 50, I opened a new door, and so for women out there that are constantly asking, what's next? There's always a next after one door closes, another one is there ready for you. There's multiples. There's three or four or five doors that you can choose to open. And so <clears throat> up to you, knowing your skills and your talents, that's the door you'll pursue. That's the door that will give you the most fulfillment. So I, I know that your information today is a key for that woman that needs to take that. Which door? Where will I be? What would what would fulfill me the most. So, Laura, I just uh, appreciate that you have taken your time to be with us today.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me here. And I have huge respect for your work because I think what we need in, in today's world more than anything is, is women building each other up. And you are, you're bringing that to the world and, and allowing us all to do that. So thank you so much, Joyce
1: thank you well it's fun I have that passion so that's where we are aren't we doing our passion work exactly <laughs> so alright we are going to close for today I don't want to close but and I don't want to turn you loose but I do want you to start thinking about what is your next option where am I going from here because I can always create something Laura has given you valuable information today that you can put into place and um, start searching for tomorrow. So, as usual, I thank you for being here. I know you will have a great week, and I look forward to you joining me next week when we will have another fabulous guest offering more growth and more uh, valuable um, offerings, just as Laura Brandenburg has been able to give to us today. So thank you for being here. I love you. Have a great week.